Hello, ladies. I am excited to be back before you again, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Trueness of the Words. It's a place authentic and vulnerable for women, and we want to be able to come authentic. We want to be able to be vulnerable. Uh, I will be honest, though. That last uh, series we did was not one that did my tears any good. I was didn't think I could stop crying. But accepting and loving our adult children was a powerful series to me. It could have went longer. It really could have. I had a few people ask me about going more in detail about it and if we could stay on that series for a while. And I have been asking God to lead and direct me in that uh, direction of how that is to to branch off. Uh, I guess that's the best way to say it. But I do have to be honest, that was uh, hard for me. So uh, I am kind of glad and relieved in a way (laughs) that we are away from it for at least a, a, a small moment, if that's the best way to put it. But for those of you that do not know who I am, I am Eleanor Fleming. I am, um, how can I put it? I am someone that, I have a lot of things in my head. That's why I am someone that loves the Lord. That's the first and foremost. So that maybe that's just said right away. I love the Lord and I'm focused on what it is that he has for me to do, not what um, is designed in my own mind to do. I think that's the best way to say something about my purpose for being here. Just being a follower of Jesus Christ and wanting to do what it is that he would call for me to do and to do it even afraid in a way, because I genuinely do not feel I'm equipped for this. I don't even know half the time, Lord, what is next? So accepting our and loving our adult children, we are past that. What God did give, there are so many things that has been given to me in my prayer time and spending time with him that in honest and in, in genuine transparency, I would rather not deal with. Let's be truthful about that. But one of the things that was given to me was to tell the women who I am. And I didn't know what that looked like. Because what does it look like to tell the women who I am? I thought I was telling them who I was. It seemed like they may have gotten a bit of that, Lord, when you had me on this series that I was kicking and screaming, trying to get away from. But... What happened was I received a letter a few weeks back and I received it from my spiritual mother. So if you think about your life and how it's panned out and what has taken place, what do you think about? So I encourage you all to think about that. Think back when you first could remember anything possibly that you may have remembered in your life and how that looks when you look back upon it now. So how do I tell my story without it being just coming from my side of it? Well, I can't, 
right? And what I mean is I would need someone to kind of narrate that for me or, or work that process a little bit for me. But I'm going to start it with the letter that I received from my spiritual mother that she walked with me for a season of my life and she still walks with me. So she, this is what it reads. She's from my spiritual mother. She's telling me to a beloved daughter. I'm her spiritual daughter in whom she's well pleased. So I opened up my email one day and there was this letter in there from her. And so I'm gonna be very honest with you. I read this letter several times already because I had to get the tears out of me. I've been, I cried so hard over this. It was out of control. <laughs> just So I said, I cannot go back on the screen, Lord, crying again. I just don't want to see myself crying every time I'm on this podcast. <laughs> so, so I had to read it over and over and over again until I could get those tears out of me. So I'm going to go ahead and read it to you because this is how we're going to start this journey of telling about me in hopes that it will help other women. And I know that it is because God continued to keep giving it to me about sharing with you. Because we're going to be going into another series. So we're going to get this part out of the way before we jump into that next series. So here's what it reads. It has been on my heart to write you a letter for several weeks now. Although my words will be inadequate, I wanted to attempt to share how godly proud I am of you and how much I love you. From the first time we sat in the restaurant, I'm gonna pause there, ladies. I omitted names and for the sake and privacy of other people in this letter, but when you hear me say something that's a generic, it's to omit names. So, from the first time we sat in the restaurant, I can remember the moment when something changed in my spirit and I knew that the meeting was not about you joining women's ministry, but it was the beginning of God using me to love you to freedom. I say this with tears in my eyes even now. I had no idea of the hurts, wounds, weaknesses, or struggles that were a part of your journey. But I knew beyond a doubt that the Lord had assigned me to partner with you on the leg, on this leg of your journey and healing. I remember many evenings on my couch hearing about your past pains, weeping with you as you recall painful trauma and abuse. I remember seeing the anger rising in you almost to the point of explosion but you swallowing it and pressing it back down. I remember hearing the tone in your voice change every time you received a call from your daughter. I remember the wall that was up that you erected to protect your heart from any more pain. I remember you telling me, I need to be in control. And I remember seeing you struggle with how much you could even trust me. 
but unconditional love is powerful, penetrating and overwhelming. I remember the Lord giving me a love for you that I have not experienced for another person at, at such a deep level. I know it was the love of Christ that the Lord deposited in my heart, especially for you. He knew only the genuine love of Christ would break through the walls and stern exterior you had erected. I know that the Lord wasn't just trying to get you to trust me, but ultimately trust him. He wanted you to let go of being in control and fully surrender to him. I saw love begin to chip away little by little. You were obedient to my request. You surrendered to counseling. You were faithful to the emotional healing group and you were committed to our time together, talking through the tough things in your life. All the while being faithful to the women ministry. I saw fruit from your obedience. The Lord used each thing to heal you little by little from anger and some of your childhood wounds. I saw your trust increase and isolation decrease. You connected with women in the ministry and at our church, even though sometimes you didn't want to. We did a Bible study with young women together and the Lord used you in their lives. I knew the Lord had some amazing things for you to do in the lives of women. There was even a season when you and your daughter were on better terms. Life kept happening, marital challenges, relationship challenges with your daughter, challenges with your church transition. Let me rephrase that. Challenges with the church transition is what it reads. All these things had a rough impact on you. I saw you suffering. My soul suffered with you because I knew how faithful you had been and how hard you worked trying. Although you trusted, loved, let people in, you received more hurts and disappointments in life. Life can be tough even when we are trying our best and we never know how people will respond to our obedience, trust, and love. But I knew the Lord was doing an even greater work in you. He wanted you to trust him more, love him sacrificially, and surrender fully. I was concerned for you for a season. I saw you retreat in some areas. I saw anger, hardness, mistrust, self-protection and isolation returning and even almost the unthinkable i would have been crushed for almost two years we didn't have regular contact but i cherished the times we did talk and i fervently prayed for you during that season although you were frustrated and had many questions and doubts I always knew you loved the Lord and genuinely wanted to serve him. The Lord is faithful. He always pursues his children. 
He will never leave or forsake us. He never left you, but patiently waited till he could once again regain your heart, your trust, and your ear. Hmm. Then he began to use the teaching of Dr. Charles Stanley to do a deep work in your heart and spirit. I witness you arise once again from anger, mistrust, disappointment of others to trusting the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind. This time, you had an even greater, an even greater love for him, a greater surrender, and a greater love for his word. His word truly transformed your heart, mind, and soul. It is amazing to see you now. Even though you are still suffering due to challenging relationships in your life, you are trusting God in a deeper way. You are walking by faith and believing him for healing and restoration like only he can do. This time, your resolve is to walk with the Lord no matter the outcome. Like Job, you say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Now I see you giving out to others that same unconditional love that the Lord gave me for you. You are committed to using your life to love others, to freedom and healing. I hear your heart for the little ladies you are leading, for the women you seek to reach. For the business women you mentor, I even hear your deeper unconditional love of Christ. You know, you now have for your daughter. I know my labor with you was not in vain. I have never regretted any time that was sacrificed, any sleep that was lost, any tears that were cried, or prayers that were prayed. I have seen so much fruit in you, and I know you will bear even more. I am proud of the woman of God, mother, wife, and business owner that you are. I am proud to know you and call you daughter. I am honored that God chose me to love you to freedom. I love you, and I mean it. So I got through that. I'm not kidding. I had to read that so many times. I know it had to be a upward 10, 11, 12. I want to say a good 12 times. I had to read that over and over and over again to get the tears out of me. So the last time I read it, I said, okay, I'm ready, Lord, to read it without breaking down so bad. And here I am. Uh, something that she said at the end, she said, I love you and I mean it. That's something that she and I have that we say. And my spiritual mother is Letitia Watkins. She has genuinely walked with me uh, without judgment. There have been times in my life where I, she's right that there was almost two years where it wasn't that we didn't talk. I distanced myself because I was tired of so much hurt and pain that I felt like, God, it was, it, was it not enough of all of what I went through, the trauma of things that I experienced as a child, and then going into adulthood and then raising a child? It's like, when is it ever ending? And we have the things that go on in the world. And then you, you, 
you begin to tell yourself, excuse me, you begin to tell yourself that um, maybe this is what I'm deserving. You know, uh, did I, and you think, did I do something bad? You start thinking through your life and, uh, but it's not that, it's not. Um, I'm grateful to God that I have my mother, my uh, mother that, that, that um, has, I want to get ready to say that raised me, right? <laughs> my mother, my biological mother, she is my mom. And she, she raised us um, with a, a stern hand more for me, I think, because that mouth. My mother loved us. She uh, did some sacrificial things to make sure that my sister and I were uh, taken care of and provided for. And I love her and I respect. Uh, I respect my mother with the utmost. So some of my childhood trauma that um, will eventually be um, spoken about more in detail uh, will come out, had nothing to do with my mom. She didn't even know. And when she did find out, it was heart-wrenching for her to hear and know that um, her daughter had to even experience some of those things and then feel like as a child, you can't um, go to your parents in fear of certain things uh, that a child thinks. That's really not true uh, when you're a kid and when you're a teenager. But I thank God for my mom uh, being a mother to me, even to this day, loving me. So I've been blessed to have a, my mother and to have a spiritual mother to walk with me. And I'm grateful for that. And to have both of them um, in my presence uh, at any given moment, I'm grateful for that. But I read that letter as a starting point because I'm going to be interviewed. So I've interviewed a few people, right? And I'm going to be interviewing more people uh, because we're going to be going into a, a series short series, and I'll tell you what that series is about. That series that we're going into after we finish a couple of the solo episodes with me, we're going to be going into a series about absentee fathers, what that looks like. So let me help you all. This isn't just about absentee fathers and they're so bad. So pause there for a moment. We're going to be going into a series in the next few weeks about absentee fathers that were absent on purpose. We're going to be speaking about absentee fathers that didn't choose to be absent, but the mother women that made a decision to say that that father could not be in their life. We're not talking about fathers that are a that have done abusive things to children. When I say women we've, that have kept them out of their life, we're talking about uh, when, because relationships don't work out and you choose, you're angry and you say this isn't, uh, you can't be in your child's life. So that uh, fathers that have chosen to walk away from their children and not be there, because of their own reasonings or choices they've made in life. Those are things that are gonna be talked about. And then the impact 
that that has on children all the way up into their adult years, how that affects them. We're going to talk about that deep. We're going to talk about that because it has a strong impact on them, especially for our daughters. Yes, because our daughters carry resentment, anger, frustration. We're going to go into situations about how um, divorce affects. So they may not have chosen to be absent, um, but divorce and how that affects our children. Things that don't show up for years and when it does show up, how explosive it can be. So does this happen with every child, an adult child where there's uh, like major issues? No. There's always remnants, residue of that father not being present in their child's life. So let's say this, God created and designed us. He's so strategic in the way that he designed us. And as uh, when you think about children are to be brought into a union of marriage, and we'll go into those scriptures during that series. The purpose, because there's a divine order and there's a reason why. But women, because we're focused, this is about women, us being authentic and vulnerable. We're going to also see how that impacts us. Meaning from the father's side, when he's not there and how as a mother, all of what you have to pick up, the pieces, and try to fix and make it right. We're going to talk about all of that. And we're going to see God do major healing by way of showing us everything we need to see. Well, we may not get to see it all, but he'll give us a, a canvas, sort of say, so that we can see. Okay? But... So that's going to be the series we're coming up on. So I'm looking forward to that. So be prepared for that within the next couple of weeks. Actually, um, it's going to be, I have my notes, but I didn't bring that specific date with me. But it's going to happen before July ends. It's either that last Wednesday in July or it's that first Wednesday in August. Okay, so it'll be one of those. And we're going to have fathers on talk with us and we're that's going to talk with us and discuss their side of it as well and what that looks like okay so i think that does that for us here we're going to chat again next week and i want to make sure i have my notes here we all know i keep my notes you know about me and my pen i keep my pen but that we will see each other being, and um, I'll see you all next week so that we can discuss a little bit more about a few things. Now, as always, my truth, I'm honored that God has placed this before me, and I'm looking forward to all that he alone will do by way of healing for so many women, including myself. So I will see you ladies next